Welcome to the seventh week of the China-owned and sponsored America Last Administration. Welcome to the Anti-Fragile Show. It is a beautiful March 2nd here in sunny Southern California. I am Isaiah, and as always, a patriot can do all things through Christ, through Christ who strengthened them. Welcome to the seventh week of the China-owned and sponsored America Last Administration with its continued assault on the First and Second Amendments. Got a great show ahead of us today, always coming in with my quick takes. Going to start, talk a little bit about cancel culture, the bill HR1 and the equality bill that are coming through that, that have came through the House. We're going to talk about Trumpism. If you watched our wonderful president, number 45 president at CPAC on Sunday, he used the word Trumpism. Going to talk about a continuation of the Governor Cuomo situation and my teaser there's some rumors floating out of the Middle East of some things that might be going on out there. We, as I go into our opening prayer, as I've led in past shows, when I talked from the book of Matthew where the Lord reveals what is hidden, we're unable to hide from the Lord. We simply can't do it. So the opening prayer today comes from the book of Proverbs. And it says, therefore, they shall eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. God will reveal all things in his time. It's his job, not ours. Even when we try or we take credit for it, really it's the Lord choosing to let it come out. And sometimes since we all sin, it comes with a bill to pay. And I say that and I tie it back into the Lord revealing in Matthew because as I always want to do, the theme of the, sh- the theme, the prayer is sort of the setup to be the theme of the show. And you'll see, as I mentioned, Como and things like that, it's going to come out. First off, the hypocrite liar of the week, Governor Newsom, You need to stay away, please, from restaurants right now. I love Fresno. Used to live there, actually. Great town. Great area. God bless the Central Valley. But Governor Newsom, it doesn't really matter whether you ate there or not. Your optics are horrible. Especially when there's a table in the background that's got glasses and plates and looks like bottles on it. We all do this. I'm human too, to not, my actions don't follow my words, but I try so hard for my actions to follow my words, but not to the manner that it's constant to where you become double-minded. So, quick takes. COVID, it looks like it's going away. God bless the states of Mississippi and Texas. Their governors are going full-blown Florida. They are reopening 100%. No masks, no nothing. Businesses inside, outside, on the roof, whatever you want. There's a reason why, and also with Texas too, the University of Texas is coming under fire. A lot of alumni there have and are either threatening to or have already pulled their grants, donations, whatever you want to call them, to the football 
to the to the athletic program, specifically the football program, because they're talk, talking about taking out the Texas fight song or something like that, and the kids are still kneeling, and they're starting to feel it. The alumni are writing letters, and we're not we're not talking about like a ten thousand dollar donation. We're talking about somebody that's got endowments set up in the millions, and they're going to pull the plug if the university doesn't change its mind quickly. They will not bow down to this cancer cancer excuse me to this cancel culture rand paul i don't always agree with you but i did last earlier this week i think it was when you took it to dr richard levine during the confirmation hearings where you questioned him on whether or not a minor should be able to make a decision to change their sex Thank you for going on record because they didn't making it very clear that Levine ignored, gave you a candle, come talk to me in my office after I get confirmed answer. It's not complicated, Dr. Levine, at all. It's simply male, female, God chooses, amen. I can't stay away from Dr. Fauci. He still has no idea how many masks we need to wear. I saw a Mimi, my producer, get corrects me all the time because I say Memi or something like that. And he says Mimi or, or Meme, I think. Is that correct? A meme is correct. He's giving me the thumbs up. Where Dr. Fauci's face is there, and it's just basically got the whole box of masks on, masks on him. Last Second to last in my quick takes today, this one just came out. I think it's first Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI. I have a friend that worked there for years. He's been retired from there for a long time. The FBI is broken. It is corrupt. It has become a bureaucratic organization, with, and it does not have America's best interests at heart, period. And today, if you were had any doubts about whether or not you thought that, it was very evident because the director said in a judiciary, I think, committee hearing, I don't know if it was the Senate or the House, that there was no evidence on January 6th about Antifa or any left-wing organization being involved or in that day. Meanwhile, you got John Sullivan, an avowed member of Antifa and Black Lives Matter, selling his videos to CNN and MSNBC and or whoever NBC, and he obviously also was right next to Ashley Babbitt when she got shot. So. The FBI, we'll talk more about that in future shows. But lastly, we're going to take a cut to a video of a press conference from earlier today of President Biden. But before we get to it, I love writing my show. The one part that I don't like is that I have to listen to Jen Psaki. I have to then listen, obviously, to some of Biden's press conferences to do my research. And so with that, we're going to queue up about a 39-second clip that came out of a press conference today where he was asked a question by MSNBC on when are we going to be able to get back to normal. Listen, hang on. I've been cautioned not to give an answer to that because we don't know for sure. But my hope is by this time next year, we're going to be back to normal and before that, my hope. But again, it depends upon if people continue, continue to be smart and understand that we still can have significant losses. There's a lot we have to do yet. So thank you. Did you receive a briefing about the border today? 
Yes, I did. What did you learn? A lot. Is there a crisis on the border? Is there Some questions. Listen. So let's break that down really quickly. We're going to go start to the end and go backwards. What did you learn about the border today? A lot. He probably learned that we actually have a border. We actually have two borders, Canada and Mexico. Canada's border is still closed. Just Trudeau, the prime minister, will not open the border up. But yet, if you just go south, it's wide open now. But going back to the question about when are we going to get back to normal? So, Joe, is the country not smart enough to know when we have to be smart? We still are going to have a lot of deaths. And then the very first part of it, where I hope we get back maybe sometime next year. You're moving the, this sounds like a movement of the goalposts like we get from Dr. Fauci. But then if you think back to when Joe was campaigning from his basement, where he started to coin the phrase dark winter, maybe it's going to morph into a dark year. Maybe Joe, when you're in Texas, it might've been a good idea to have spent some time with the governor there and see how they're reopening their state. Go talk to DeSantis in Florida and instead of trying to cut travelers off from going in and out of Florida. So moving forward into cancel culture, why it will fail also. There are two bills that the House has passed and they're both now in the Senate being probably reworded and discussed in their committees One of them is called H.R. 1, which is being put out through the fake news media as the For the People Act. And then the second one is the Equality Act. Neither act lives up to its name, and we'll talk about that. They both are absolute direct attacks on the First Amendment. If you've watched my show, you follow me on Parler, this is a consistent message of mine. Because H.R. 1 goes against our freedom of speech. And the Equality Act starts to go after religion. So starting with H.R. 1, actually, I'm going to regress for a second. The First Amendment, if you read it, it talks, it provides and talks about our patriots and citizens, the right to petition the government for a redress of grievances talks about freedom of speech and the establishment of religion, but it ends with this section sentence on the redress of grievances, the Patriots and citizens right to petition the government. The white house website has always had a link to where you can actually have petitions put forth pretty much within 24 hours of Biden coming into office. They took that link down. But I, And I want to stress that because it comes into play because I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure that our founding fathers put that sentence in last because it is a segue into the Second Amendment. As we all know, cancel culture is coming at us, especially as conservatives, from quite a few angles. Obviously Congress, obviously the social me- socialist media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and possibly your neighbor depending on who you live next to or possibly a business. I'm going to focus here on the congressional piece of it, the the legislative piece of it, because 
there are other platforms than Facebook and YouTube. There's Gab, there's Parler, there's Clout Hub, there's Rumble, there's Telegram, so forth. And they're booming now because of those actions that Facebook and other Twitter are taking. To give you a little background, I'm actually going through it myself a little bit too. Some comments that I've made on my radio show, my Sunday night show, have attracted some attention. Obviously, I use the words male and female. I follow them with they're the only two sexes. And now there are some viral clips going around where people have soundbited some of my shows and they're sending them around all over the, you know, and trying to cancel my voice out. Good luck. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen at all unless God says so. So HR1 focuses on elections on a national level from a legislative standpoint. They effectively want to silence, heck, the bill should be called the Silence the Conservatives in Evangelical Act. It should not be called the For the People Act because it is not For the People Act. It's also not the first time the Democrats have tried to push this bill through. They think they have an easier time now because they've got all three sides, the House, effectively the Senate in a way, and obviously the executive branch with the president. The problem is is that it will legalize on a federal level all of the tricks and shenanigans that the Democrats just used on their coup on President Trump. Ballot harvesting, no ID absentee voting, weeks to count ballots, you name it. It's It's all in there. It's all in there. All the tricks are in there. The one good thing it actually does, it, it takes out what's called dark pool funding, which is a layer of PACs, basically. Because I guess they don't need that. The Democrats don't need it anymore because it served its purpose with Biden. Apparently, Biden raised about $150 plus million that way. So there are some good pieces to it. But if it passes in any way, shape, or form, it effectively is going to advance the U.S. closer to a one-party country. When you add in our southern border, and what Biden, the Chinese-owned Biden administration, wants to do with the illegal aliens and basically give them a quickest path as possible to vote, you're going to have the Truman effect, which I call because with respect to Democratic Jewish voters, because Harry Truman was a Democrat, was very, very influential in helping create the state, the nation of Israel. And for that reason, partially, you have still to this day, will have a lot of Democratic Jews. This bill can't get through the Senate at all. And even if it does, we'll talk up still, I'll end with why it's not going to work. But we're going to switch over into the Equality Act for a few minutes. The Equality Act takes gender identity out of the Bible, forces any institution, which could be a business, nonprofit, could even be a little league team for all I know, house of worship, to accept such. Let me rephrase, say that in a, in a different way. A person's sex, if this act passes, will no longer be biblically based or scientifically. That will be completely shattered. But if you listen to the mainstream media, 
and the people, the sponsors of the bill, which you really please take with a grain of salt, they say it leaves in the freedom of religion, i.e. it still is constitutionally based and it's not infringing on those rights. Well, here's what they're not going to tell you that's inside the bill. It completely strips those institutions I just talked about. It completely strips their ability to practice and function in a manner in which they believe. They have to abide by this law then. I'll give you an example. You're a business owner. You're going to have multiple bathrooms. You're going to have multiple signs on your bathroom. You're going to have to allow anyone to use each one, whatever one they want. You're also not even going to be able to hire the best employees. Sadly, that's already started at a state level. California is a great example where boards at a certain level of publicly traded companies possibly have to have diversity on them, which means you get a person that might not technically be qualified to sit on the board. But not only will the business owner have to do it, so will a house of worship. They'll have to do the same thing. But even more so in a way because they might have to accept congregants that don't have the same belief pattern that this house of worship has. And I'm not saying Christianity. It could be Judaism. It could be Muslim, Hinduism, Islam, whatever religion will be forced to acquiesce to this act and throw aside their foundational beliefs that the First Amendment gives you. The coffin in the nail going back to why you can't believe what you're seeing on mainstream media and reading in the press and so forth is that the bill also clearly states that no institution. So I'm going to go back. No organization, no business, no house of worship, whatever has a course of appeal. Meaning if I ran, had a church, and I was told I had to put four bathrooms in or I have to let a woman into a male bath- men's bathroom because she says she's a man that day. I don't, have a, I don't have a legal or judicial path to follow according to this bill. It completely strips you of that right, basically. So no, it's not. It, yes, it infringes on your freedom of religion. It infringes on your freedom of speech both H.R. 1 and the Equality Act. They absolutely infringe on the First Amendment. They, in fact, as I've said on my prior shows, I talked about H.R. 1 briefly once, is a step to just get rid of the First Amendment completely. The redress, not having the appeal process, is why I wanted to bring the last sentence of the First Amendment into your attention. Why is it going to fail? One, from an HR1 standpoint, the states, based on other parts of the Constitution, can run their elections as their legislatures deem fit. In a lot of states, Georgia's actually just passed some things today. I think Wisconsin, some of the other, uh, Wisconsin, I think, has done something. Arizona's working on it as well. They're making sure that you don't get these ballot harvestings, no absentee. ID voting, no ID absentee voting, so forth and so on. And they're going to keep it at the state level. They're also even already moving into the Second Amendment. You see popping up all over the place, Second Amendment friendly counties, where they are, I think, safe havens. I think they're using a different word. They're basically, these states and these counties are basically saying, we are going to follow the Constitution. 
regardless of what this administration wants to do. That's why it's going to fail. More importantly, on the Equality Act, one, it's got to get 60 votes. I don't think you're going to find 10 Republicans because I'm pretty sure God's going to keep their voices quiet. Thank you. I pray that he keeps their voices quiet and that if their hand goes to vote yes, it, a wind, gust of wind shoves it over and votes no and so that it doesn't get the 60 votes. But we got to move on to more positive things. As I alluded to earlier, where I have to watch Saki and I have to watch Biden's press conferences, I also got to watch President Trump this weekend, and that was incredibly, incredibly refreshing to watch him speak at CPAC. God bless him. Welcome back. He used the word Trumpism. Don't go to Wikipedia. Don't look for the definition online. He defined it. And we're going to talk about that. I actually went back and read the transcript of his speech. And it just brings a smile to my face because we're talking about somebody, as he said, America first. And now all of a sudden we went to America last. But Donald Trump is America first. His family is America first. Let's make Trumpism a word. I don't know if it's in Webster yet. Let's get it into Webster. I've been using it on my parlor post, hashtags, trying to get it popular. What does it mean? Well, I already said the biggest thing. It means America first, not America last. It is the complete opposite of everything this administration's been doing. Low taxes, low regulations. Your taxes are going up, people. All the money's going overseas. And your regulations are going to increase, too, to get rid of the small business people. Not under Donald Trump. Small business people thrived and flourished under him. And you saw how he took down our taxes because he stopped shipping all that money overseas. It means strong borders. As I said earlier, Canada still has their border closed with us. Most other countries around the world, one of the toughest countries to become a citizen of, and do not believe me as I always say, trust but verify me too, is Mexico. Go try to become a Mexican citizen. You can live down there, but try to become a Mexican citizen and see how well that works for you. What else does Trumpism mean? Law enforcement, support of law enforcement, support of the military, support of your Second Amendment rights. Support and fair treatment for all Americans, regardless of color, creed, religion, etc. Look at all of the groups that were traditionally Democratic that are now voting heavily for that voted heavily for Trump. Okay, pause a second. Start at that sentence again. We had a motorcycle that came by. So look at all those demo, the demographics. Just start right there. I apologize, Danny. That That's all right. That's okay. Half of them that go by that mics don't pick up, but that guy was obnoxious and that was a picture. So where did so support and fair treatment of all Americans? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ready when you are. So what else does it mean? Support and fair treatment for all Americans, regardless of color, creed, religion, etc. Look at all of the minority groups that generally vote heavily Democrat that voted in sixteen and voted in twenty for Trump. Look at the immigrants, the ones that have escaped these countries, 
these socialist countries that people like AOC want to turn America into that voted for Trump. But what does all of this mean? How do you wrap all this up into one sounding foundational statement? Donald Trump believed and stayed on the beliefs of our founding fathers who were guided by our creator, the Lord Almighty, the principles that make and keep this country the shining light of the world. When I first wrote this, I wrote envy, but I took that out. Yes, countries envy us, but we are the shining light. God expects us to be the shining light. And Donald Trump believed that and wanted to keep us on that path and keep us moving that way forward. But now we're going to regress a little bit. We're going to get into Como because we can't have a show without having to talk about him. Joe Biden spoke about him. Joe Biden came out and said, hey, we should have investigations on him. Where were you when uh, Biden, when Mrs. Reed wanted to have an investigation on you during your election? But Como's up to three individuals now that have come out publicly that said that he has harassed them in a sexual manner. And CNN is sort of still quiet. Uh, Jim Acosta, not that Jim's not his first name. I can't think of the first. The, I'm drawing a blank on Acosta, the CNN reporter. They sent him to CPAC this weekend. All he did was get hounded by conservative talk show hosts and conservative news shows, all wanting to wonder what, know why CNN was not paying any attention and why specifically Chris Cuomo, Governor Cuomo's brother, CNN anchor person, wasn't saying anything either. But Chris did come out and say something. He said that he can't cover his brother. Why not, Chris? Why can't you cover your brother? And then he went to say that CNN's covering it extensively. They're not. They're ignoring it. But he ended his comment with, there's a lot of other news out there, which is his way of saying, we're not going to pay attention to it. I'm lying to you because we're ignoring it. Everybody else is talking about it. No, everybody else is not talking about it. Only cons the conservative news outlets. But as you hear me say, and I've said this about Como, and you can't hide. It will be revealed. And now it is the Lord's time, and he's revealing it. You've heard me say also that when a socialist has had their way with you, has used you for their purpose at their first chance and sometimes created they will move you aside. And it's probably going to happen to Governor Cuomo now. Earlier today, the New York State Democrats, I think, put forth a proposal to strip him of all his pandemic powers. The only comment I can have say to that is actually two comments. One, please do it quickly. And then are the assemblies in the House's state-level legislatures in California and Michigan listening to that too? Because it needs to happen in both those states also. Where is this headed? Como did have another presser where he once again tried to explain away his actions. He's playful and he's joking and maybe he went out of bounds. No apology whatsoever. And we've all been faced with stuff like this, so I feel for him. Times where we've had to repent and ask for forgiveness. I'm gonna, and, and I'm going to regress. I'm going to get a little personal for a couple minutes. Back in college once, I was out with some of my fraternity brothers. 
I can't remember where we were, what restaurant it was, and they wanted to dine and dash. And I was sort of the ringleader in a way. And they looked at me and said, come on, we're going to go. And I said, no, I'm not going. You guys can go. I'm not taking any part of this. You guys want to run off? I'm going to pay the bill for everybody because I'm not going to dine and dash. Why would I be that way? I'm a fraternity in a fraternity. I'm having a great time in college. You know, one of the fun guys. Well, because back in high school, I did dine and dash. And I woke up the next morning, delivered my newspapers, my paper route, came into the house. And my mom asked me if I wanted my favorite food, pancakes for breakfast. I said, sure, absolutely. And she makes me pancakes. She's sitting on the other side of the counter from me. I'm about to put, I, I'm about to put another bite in my mouth. And she goes, do you want any more? And I said, no, mom, that's all right. I'm, I'm good. This last stack's good enough. She goes, okay. And my mom, as you know, I've said before, was a, is a school teacher. She just said in the calmest, matter-of-fact voice, she goes, okay, when you're done, do your dishes, hop in the shower, put your clothes on, we're going to go to Denny's and you're going to pay your share of the bill. And needless to say that the pancakes on that fork did not make it into my mouth. They hit the plate and she just walked away. She didn't even say anything to me. And I'm just like, oh boy. But I walked into the Denny's that day, as did my other three friends. We all paid our bills and we all apologized to the manager. And none of us ever did it again. Not to say I haven't repeated other things, but... We simply said, we're sorry. We made our amends. We paid our bill, literally. Those were the good old days when everybody was still in the yellow pages. And there were some girls from our high school that were sitting at another table that we had said hi to. They held the girls back until every one of the girls gave up our name. I do not hold them and have never held them guilty at all. Because we broke the law. We did something wrong. But I say that in this instance right now where... You have enough evidence coming out. There's enough things coming out. Provide some clarity. Provide some type of an apology to show. Don't try to shove it away and don't try to have a trial by press conference. Moving forward, as I teased earlier, the Middle East foreign policy. You've heard me say this before. Going back even to the days of Jimmy Carter, I am still waiting to see a Democratic president or Democratic administration that has a foreign policy. You can't say to me they don't have bad ones because they don't have ones, don't have a foreign policy, other to the extent that they just like to send money overseas and not pay any attention to it, except for what gets ran back around in a circle into their offshore accounts probably. But what's floating around now is that there is a rumor that Israel, along with some of the other Middle Eastern countries, now let me re-say that one more time, Israel and some other Middle East countries, prior to 2016, even maybe 2018, that was not a sentence that was put together. Those words did not go in the same sentence, Israel and Middle East. Now, Israel, along with some other Middle Eastern countries, I think it's the UAE and maybe Bahrain, maybe it's even Saudi Arabia, are in talks to form a joint defense plan against Iran. 
and I need to stop and say, God bless you, President Trump and Jared Kushner. I don't always agree with Jared's views and his approaches from a business standpoint also, but he was involved in these peace accords with these countries, with Israel and these countries. And these discussions, if they're real, would not have been going on without the without President Trump and Mr. Kushner. What does it mean? As I just said, no Democrats ever had a foreign policy anywhere in the world, not just the Middle East, anywhere. And if you listen to my show, you know I was raised Jewish. Democrats don't like Israel, period. Especially some of the ones that are in this administration. Especially some of the ones that are in this administration that are Jewish. They worked under Obama. Any president that ever asks Israel to give back some of the land that it earned rightfully and got by God, even if it's a Republican president, I'll yank my support. And Obama did that. Clinton ignored them. Clinton tried to start wars around them. Enough said there. This administration, like I said, is no different. So Netanyahu and Biden have still talked. I'm going to get to a summary. They now have spoke, apparently. I don't think the conversation from what I heard was very long. But I think what was evident was is that Israel and their new friends have already realized that there's going to be no support from the China-owned White House administration with respect to the Iran situation. And they're going to take the matters into their own hands. A lot of my good friends know, and I th- we're a little past due, Generally, if you look back in time, every seven to ten years, seven years having a big biblical meaning, Israel takes some type of action against Iran, blows up their nuclear reactors, things like that. We are past due for that. But what's the the China-owned and Iran-sponsored administration doing? Well, they want to start opening talks with Iran on reentering the nuclear plan to keep nukes out of Iran's hands. And this isn't a rumor. This is me joking. I just got to make a cut. I kicked the camera. Oh, okay. Is that what I heard? I was like, what was uh, that? I was like, I thought somebody slammed the door outside. Yeah. I'm getting too animated today. <laughs> you kicked the camera. It went that way. I'm Daniel, by the way. Yeah, you haven't met Jackson? Is Jackson? No. Oh, gosh. Okay, sorry. I thought you... That'll be an easy. No, he's uh, um. Are you Matt's? He, no, he's yeah, he's Matt's kid. You're Matt's son, yeah. He's, he's my new Cody. You know what I'm nice saying? to meet you. That name is the name I used to use as an alias in my college days in in bars and stuff, when I did not want to have a phone call two days later. Yeah, because he was uh, he was a drunk. Uh, Do not drink. I was, I was a, to drink a lot of alcohol. You should, don't drink. It's not okay. good for you. Um, and if you do, it's moderation only. All right, we're ready to go. Keep going. So I don't know where I cut, where I kicked it. So I think I do know where. So what's our administration doing? They're in the process of reopening talks with Iran in the nuclear plan, the one that Trump cut off and backed out of. And my next comment might be factual. But it's just me writing. It's my own opinion. It wouldn't surprise me if Air Force One is staying on the runway, waiting for those crates of the billion dollars to be loaded up and flown over to Baghdad. 
just like under the Obama administration. Please follow me on Parlor. Please watch my shows on Rumble, Anchor. I think they're still being put up on YouTube. Please, as I always say, forward this podcast to all your liberal friends. Show them what they voted for. Give them that simple explanation why their taxes are going up, why oil's going up, and why they might lose their job to an illegal immigrant. Show them the hypocrisy, the deception, and the lies for which a socialist regime thrives upon. This is not a government for America. This is a government for China and maybe even Iran. As I've always said, I'm not ever going to be quiet. I am a patriot. I want to coin the word Trumpism. The election was fixed. Why do you think all these states are fixing their election laws so it doesn't happen again? It was a fraud and a coup on our president. The new Republican, going back to the Trumpism piece, they're anti-fragile. Everything I said in that section, that is, there is strength there through all times, good and bad. So, as I've always said, Trumpism ties into what I've always been saying. It's why I'm a huge supporter of it, because the new Republican is going to support what our founding fathers put forward and started this country on, God's principles. My ending prayer for this show comes from the book of Proverbs. Lord, please deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things, who leave the paths of uprighteousness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the forwardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and they forward in their paths. I ask, Lord, that you deliver our great country from this that you don't hide your face from us, Lord. You forgive us for our sins, Lord, that you continue to let America's light shine brightly. In the name of your son, Jesus, amen. This is Isaiah. This is the Anti-Fragile Show. God bless you all.